Welcome to the family with Packmaster Ralph Tory Basham, MD. And Andy Brent Bernard. We believe that Adrian Washington's coming in and spend the second hour with us, waiting for him to come in. Sure hope so. We'll be right back right after this. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey, folks, it's Brian Zepp, and spring is finally here. If you're like me, you're seriously ready for some wind therapy. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets, too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. We are back. You know, before the show started, Ralph and I were talking about this, that, and the other thing, and distribution of wealth and all that. And I'm not, you know, get off your ass, get a job, make yourself happy, and we'll worry about it in a minute here. But then you see stories like this. And look, I'm not judging anybody. Uh, you know, it's, if it were me, I don't know what the hell I'd do. But this David Wickman, or Wichman, I think it's Wickman. Former CEO of United Health Group. Ooh. Okay, you ready for him? Yeah. Uh, David Wickman retired from uh, United Health Group in February of 2021. Now, in uh, in 2019, he made 52 million dollars. In 2020, he made 42 million dollars, and last year in 2021, he made 142 million dollars. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Now. What do you do in that you're worth a quarter of a billion over three years? 
Yeah. I mean, seriously. Well, that's right. So, in a society, God, this is sounding liberal. Oh man, this is like sticking in my throat. But <laughs> you, you, you get to a point where you know how is this value? No, it's, it's according to the corporation and cor- you know, the, and the corporate value, the overall corporate value, and what he does and what he perceived as being done and how he's acting. I mean, there's a thousand things that go into that. But man, it ends up being a lot of money. Quarter of a billion dollars, not to mention whatever stock holdings he may have had. Well, that's I mean, true, maybe yeah. that that maybe include that. Maybe it does. I, I would. Get, I just. On, by the way, he made uh, 142 million, and the new CEO married uh, made 26 million. So 170 million went out for the two: one former and one current CEO. Wow. I've never made anywhere near 142 million a year. So I, yeah, no, I haven't either. I haven't either. I got to be honest with you. If I made twenty-five or forty million or one hundred forty-two million one year, you'd never see me again. <laughs> well, yeah, for real. You know, there but, but, no there, but what happens is, you know, your uh, needs expand yeah, to uh, for, for how much money you have. So we need the private jet. Of course, well, that's need, true. You yeah, need the private yeah. jet, and then of course, you know, you probably need uh, four or five getaways, you know, all over the world, and then you need. You know, but that's how just you just you start burning through this money like there's no tomorrow. I would imagine so, burning through two hundred and forty million dollars, be a hell of a challenge, don't you think? Oh, hell of a challenge! Yet, yet you, you do it and you get things, you acquire things, and then at some point, you know, they're not that much fun anymore. You start selling all that stuff. It's a very interesting. Then your kids don't want it, or you know. And remember, he's got he may have that cash, but his personal life may or may not be as much fun as yours. So. You know, you know, well, we, that's true. That's a very we, good point. We both outkicked our coverage with regards to our wives. We were talking about that. And, and I don't know. Sometimes you don't have that stability in your life and the joy of uh, having a companion like we have. By the way, Ralphie and I were talking uh, between the shows about uh, Andy Warhol's Marilyn Monroe portrait. Uh, that was the correct number. It sold for $195 million. $195. So a lot of tax evasion. <laughs> That's what that is, too. Isn't or it? money laundering. Money laundering. Oh, well, I guess tax evasion. It's money, money laundering money. or tax evasion or both. Absolutely. So you and I paid for that portrait. That's what you're saying? Uh, With our tax money? Yeah. Since he didn't pay or they didn't pay theirs, probably. Mm-hmm. Well, what they do is they buy things like that, and then they'll donate it to a museum or right. a charity or something like right. that. And they can say, oh, well, I bought it for $200 million, so that's what it's worth. So here's your $200 million portrait. I'm just going to write off this $200 million charitable donation now. Well, so that'll only be about $100 million bucks in tax yeah, write-offs. look you know. at that. They don't have to pay $100 million in taxes. Unbelievable. What a bunch of scam artists. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you could be happy about any of this stuff because people aren't screwing each other over, that'd be wonderful. But I, I just talked to my friend Renee about this uh, yesterday afternoon. You remember Renee Sterno, Andy, right? Uh, what saw Renee? Well, when you were a kid, we used to go see him all the time. Really, really great guy. But we are just talking about this. The, the one thing that really bugs me about people the most is, well, two things now. They're, your politics are driving me insane. And I don't care if you're far left, far right. You're a Democrat. You're a Republican. You're a centrist. Calm down, all of you. How about have some, that? Have some tolerance. Have some tolerance. And the other thing is the lust for money. Good God, people will do anything for money. It's disgusting. Yep. They just want those dollar bills. Seems like never have you never never enough. You do anything and get a little tiny bit more. Not yeah. a lot, just a little tiny bit more. I can just have a little tiny bit more. A little more, a little more, a little more, a little more. It doesn't matter if I hurt somebody doing it either. If I hurt them too bad because I got the money, so now I'm good. I find that's you have to admit to yourself you're a complete loser to do that kind of thing. 
you're, you got more money, but you're still a loser because you didn't earn it. You basically stole it from other people. Yep. It's disgusting. Or as Andy said, you stole it from the taxpayers by not paying any taxes. Not paying those taxes. It just, I don't understand why you the hell you want to live like that. I, I don't get it. Yeah. But I suppose it, it bragged it there from, oh, you see this, my $80 million house, did you see it? Yeah, you pointed it out 55 times now, I get it. I don't know, I just really wish that people wouldn't didn't have the, for the love of money is the root of all evil, never forget it. That's right, that's you know right, never forget that, that's the lesson. I guess, I don't know, it just the whole thing just makes me really, really sad. That does bother me a lot, that people will do anything for money. Friends, I mean friends, people you've known forever will That's, screw you out of money if they get a chance. And then, if, and if you and if you can't come up with a little cash for them to share it, well, then they're angry and bitter towards you. Oh yeah. Well, then you're the bad guy. You're yeah. the bad guy because you wouldn't give them a little bit of money or share share your success. And you know, and I don't know. I, you know, I, where does that end? 195 million for a piece of paper, that, that painting, which is not much more than a piece of paper. Ugh. I know it's a painting of Marilyn. Who cares? I don't. I just don't get it. I really don't. But such is life. You just keep slogging through, don't you? Yep. You slog through, then you die. Oh, jeez. There's, really there's you a serotonin. slog through, and, and then you die. There's well, your thank serotonin you. killer, doctor. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, ladies and gentlemen? We found out Tom Brady, when he does retire, which I don't know if it's going to be next year or two years or whatever it is. He'll retire when he is physically incapable of playing anymore. That's probably true. So it might be 10 more years. Who the hell knows? He's already been offered a job by Fox Sports when he retires to be an announcer on Fox Sports. So I guess he's not going to be out of work for long. So that's good. Whatever. Uh, One other question I have for both of you and all our listeners is, could this Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial be going on any longer? Oh, and and it's just disgusting. It's the whole disgusting. thing is a disgusting thing. You know, yeah, it's a spectacle. You know, oh, drag on and just, the particulars of this, are the the sort of carnal or animal kind of particulars that are just disgusting. I don't. Oh, we have. What's the point? Adrian Washington on Streamyard. Oh, he's on Streamyard. I thought he was coming. That's our guy. In. I thought so too. I think there was a. Last minute change. Whatever works. Long as he's with us. Adrian, how are you? I'm good. How you guys doing? We were looking forward to seeing you in studio, but I, I understand you got family business, you got comedy business. You're a busy man. Yes. Yes, I've been busy. Thank you. Uh, I would have loved to get in the studio, but I think I'll get there within the next month or so. That'd be good. That'd be good. So what have you been up to? I just got back from the Netflix is a Joke Festival. Oh, you did? So Yeah, that, that was a hell of a festival I heard. Oh my gosh, it was bananas, man. Nobody's got a whole lot of footage, so they took your phone for everything. But Well, good. <laughs> yeah, you really got to enjoy it. Like, uh, I was on the show at the Improv Sunday night with Donnell. Donnell Rollins had a mm-hmm. Donnell and Friends show, so I hosted that. And then Chappelle threw a private comedian's ball after that. Mm-hmm. It was, oh my gosh, it was so fun. Did anybody rush the stage when he was dancing? Nope. <laughs> Adrian, what the hell is this? What is going on? Remember what you were just saying about money? That's it, isn't it? It's all about the money all the time. It, 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 attention's even more dangerous than money. 
You know what, Adrian, that's a really good point. Attention, getting attention, man. And here's a guy, he actually wrote a song about Dave Chappelle like three years ago. Yeah, he wrote it two years ago, over two years ago, because this festival is supposed to be in 2020. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And then he just, I mean, gosh, talking about having time on your hands. Can you imagine sitting around and sending him away two years to do some shit? No, I know. I know you're absolutely right. And I... I'm telling you, Adrian, I do not understand because, like I said, when I was a much younger man, I did security for a while, which I found enjoyable. But I was told, you let somebody up that staircase, you aren't ever working again. You do not let people do what what Will Smith did, what this guy did. Why there weren't people in front of that stage, I don't get. Why there wasn't. I don't know. know, It's like, are you that relaxed? And it's crazy because uh, I was at the comic store that night. I wasn't down there that night, but. It's funny because Guy Tory, who started this popular show called Fat Tuesdays, he mm-hmm. was on the Fat Tuesday mm-hmm. show. Um, and so everybody was there. And then Guy comes out to close, and he's got a bat in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we hadn't heard nothing about a bat all night. Like, Love it. Close, and he comes out, and he's got a bat in his hand. And he's just like, hey, y'all want to know what the bat's for? He was some dumbass, this Rush Day fell on pieces. So I'm letting you know right now. <laughs> That's what the bat is for. I think that's wonderful. That, I, I I admire him for doing that. You rush up on this stage, you're going to get a bat right upside the head. What do you think of that? Yeah, yeah. Love it. And uh, Chappelle said he talked to the guy who uh, attacked him, and mm-hmm. he wanted to bring a weird, like, it was, it's weird. Like, he had mental problems, man, obviously. Right. And he got the crap beat out of him, so I, I, I think he, hopefully he learned a lesson. Because I did a interview like the next day with WCCO with uh, Red Chapman. Oh, sure. And they were yep. asking if we were going to, like, do you think comics will change their approach or change what they say? And I was like, hell no. Like, if anything, Good. comics will just get more security. But it's like most comics will beat the crap out of you, just like the dude at Chappelle. Like, only reason Will Smith didn't get the crap beat out of him because it was Oscar. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, Anywhere that... else. Anywhere else, even if Chris wouldn't have done nothing, Chris's crew would have beat the shit out of Will Smith. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, that the guy who charged Chappelle, that right arm didn't look too good when they took him out of the building. <laughs> Holy! Yeah, like they took it off and put it back on. <laughs> I put it on backwards somehow. It's like, man, that did not yeah, look good. Yeah, Mr. Potato Head arm. Well, you know, maybe in, maybe when you're up on stage, what they're going to do is they're gonna, like in the old. Uh, Country Western bars are going to put that chicken wire, hang chicken wire up there so people can't get oh, at yeah, you. Like, they can throw stuff and they can't get at you. Like in the Blues right. Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's it's crazy. People, I've been doing this for a long time, man, and I've never felt, and I've said some stuff on stage, but I've never felt right. like I needed security to go outside or, you know, I couldn't be in the show when people were leaving afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, the crazy thing about it was Chappelle set a record. For the most people ever in attendance at the Hollywood Bowl, he got over seventy thousand right. in the full nice. shows, and uh, I think the previous record was like twenty six thousand or something like that. So it's like you think about that: seventy thousand people did exactly what they're supposed to. They came out and had a great time. You know, Adrian, one of my favorite memories is a couple of years ago at Acme, my friend Andy Kindler was in town. I love Andy; he's a great guy, just a sweetheart of a man, very very funny guy. And he's on stage, and there's a guy at Acme. Of course, there are people sitting right next to the stage. Oh, yeah. You can put your drink on there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This guy starts mouthing off to Andy Kindler about, you're not funny in the league. The guy was just hammered or something, right? And I figured if he needed oh, some help. at a comedy show? At a comedy show, yeah. Uh, 
I figured if Andy needed some help, he would just look over at me and I would go, you know, try to convince the guy he should probably go home and all the rest of it. I look up and Andy's leaning over looking for, I thought, looking for me. He was looking for my friend Fitz, who's 6'6 six, six and weighs about 320. <laughs> he was looking for him, not me. Why would he be looking for you, Tom? <laughs> exactly. Not looking for me if he's got that guy. Yeah, that guy was such a prick. And then the amazing thing about it was, is he stood in the lobby uh, at the end of the show and badmouthed everybody that came out. It was just weird. Yeah, some people, you know, it's crazy, man. And, and honestly, I tell people all the time, I said, Every show I do, I can look out in the audience and see somebody, and it makes you wonder, like, why are you even here? Right, right. And it's and it, that for me, it's perspective. Like, I have a job to do, and my comedy comes from a place of happiness, so I'd rather look at the other 300 faces around you and be happy about those faces. Yes, as yep. one guy. And some of those people, they sit right up front, man, and they cross their arms. Yeah. And they, I don't know what it is. It's, it's like you paid money. You paid your money. You got dressed. You came out here to be miserable and i don't get you gotta it i don't know it's got nothing to do with you that's 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 them where they are in their life so i'm just like thanks for the donation because you're not getting the money back <laughs> <laughs> well you know that's just how it is i need to <laughs> mention a couple of things here ladies and gentlemen adrian washington up here in laugh camp comedy club in st paul on may 27th to 28th at seven o'clock and then chase on the lake in walker minnesota june 3rd and 4th you've been staying very big well first of all Going to that uh, Netflix special uh, uh, appearance by Chappelle and all those people, I think that had to be a ball doing that, do, 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 work, working on that whole situation, wasn't it? Oh my gosh, it was it was it was literally like a dream. I went out there yeah. for nine days, and I went out there by myself, so I had no distractions. Um, I could really go and lock in, and just be a part of it and take it all in because not only am I a comedian, but I'm a huge fan of comedy. So for yep. me, it was just great to see so many comics just all in one place i got more networking done in nine days than i probably couldn't have done in five years on my own i understand you know just for the hell of it the other night well actually it was two nights ago adrian i i I ran across i'm just scrolling through looking for something to watch and all of a sudden i i it caught my eye and went man i watched a dean martin roast there is no way you could put that show on television today. Not a chance. You know what's funny? Hmm. I watched Sanford and Son the other night. I watched <laughs> same and thing. Boy, I said the same thing. There's no I way you do that. Hispanic dude, uh, Julio, came over, and boy, did Fred have something to say to Julio. A little Spanish reference here and there. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the problem I have with that, Adrian. You're a black man a in America today. Show, man. Yeah. I told kids, I said, I'm going to give you guys some homework. I said, do me a favor and go home. I said, watch uh, All in the Family or watch Sanford and Son. I said, watch that over the weekend for me and then let me know what you think. Well, let me give you Those a line. Shows. They might be a little upset, Adrian, because I, I it was funny as hell at the time because Archie Bunker was Archie Bunker. He was a moron, racist a-hole. That's who his character was. And that's why he was so funny because you knew he was a moron as a character. Right. So the next-door neighbor comes over, young black man in America today. That's when we got the new neighbors, remember? And he, yeah. uh, he goes, say the word, say the word for me. And he go, lectician. <laughs> he go, lectician. Okay, so, so the neighbor was trying to make uh, Archie feel better and all the rest of it. And you, you just, 
you, you see some lines on that show now. Like one day, the neighbor neighbor comes over, and Archie says to the neighbor, young black man in America today, he says to him, I heard you got a new car. And he goes, yes, I did. I got a brand new car. And Archie says, and I quote, what is it, a purple Cadillac with zebra interior? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? You know, but looking back, that was funny 40 years it's, ago. It's still funny. And it's, it's still funny. You know what I mean? Like it's the, the thing of it is, man, honestly, like as a comic, oh my gosh, like I, it's not my job to figure out what your political views are. I don't give a shit. Um, right. All I care about is how you treat me as a person. Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? I don't even care how you treat somebody else as a person. I can't deal with that. I got to go. Yep. I got to judge you off of how you treat me, man. A lot of people miss out on some pretty cool people because they listen to somebody else. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's true. Look, I, when Richard Pryor first came out, I, I would play his albums. First of all, I can never say the name of his albums. Damn it, Adrian, it's your fault. You, that you, I... better, you better not. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> I'm just here telling you. <laughs> but how you is better it? better not. There won't be no more Tom in the family. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you're absolutely right. But but looking back on that, uh, uh, the very poor kid. What I think his first album came out was like, well, the first big album of his that came out. I believe I was 15 years old, something like that, and I bought it. And again, I can't tell you the name of the damn album. But other than that, uh, and I'm listening to it. I'm this poor white kid living in Minnesota. Richard Pryor's from Peoria, Illinois, and now he's a big uh, TV. Well, he wasn't a big TV and movie star yet. But he was a very, very funny guy. How is it that I, as a young white kid, can laugh my ass off at everything that man said when he and I had nothing in common? Did you have what we call a sense of humor? Well, <laughs> there is that, Adrian. So it's that sense of humor thing that people should find. You know how much I tour in, like, rural Minnesota? And how's that? It's so fun. Good. See, I'm glad to hear it's that. so fun. Like, even, like, going, like, I'm looking forward to going up to Walker. I'm, I'm going to do four shows up at Chase on the Lake this summer. Oh, and God. I'm just looking forward to it because, like, one thing I've learned about no matter where you're from, funny is funny. That's the reason yep. why yep. movies sell billions of dollars. It's not selling billions of dollars because only one ethnic group is watching these movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. You just got to be able to reach the masses. You know what I mean? And you find it even funnier when it's something you can relate to. That's part of knowing your audience. I know my audience. I know if I bring deer hunting up in rural Minnesota, <laughs> I got at least 10 minutes. <laughs> Get all the time in the world. And, and, and I, I would guess. Chime in and help you out. You and, know what I mean? And I guess yep. during during that 10 minutes of deer hunting, you're teasing some people about deer hunting. I'm definitely teasing. I'm teasing. The whole 10 minutes I'm teasing because well, I ain't never done it shit. And, <laughs> and, that, and, and that is the healthiest thing in the world. Yeah, it is. to be teased, is. you know, to be teased by somebody that sees things entirely different, has an entirely different life uh, yeah. experience, and that's what, and that's why I've always said is that co- comedians really are the last bastions of free speech. Yep, you should yeah, be able to I tease people. That said, to me, comedy—that's why I started. It was the it's the last form of the truth for me. That's why I refused to do yeah. it the way people say they think it should go. And another yeah. thing people got to remember is I'm not your personal comedian. I don't give a right. shit if you don't like it. Right. I'm going with the masses. If there's right. 200 people in a room and 180 are having a ball, hey, I can live with that. No, it's very, very true. I, you know, let me ask you a question, Adrian, because I, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, that's, let's say I'm 
around 20 years old, and I'm watching the Tonight Show. So there's a uh, uh, there's Johnny Carson, who's from Nebraska, funny as hell. Then comes Richard Pryor, a black man in America today from Peoria, Illinois. Very, very funny. And then comes Alan King, a Jew from New York. Really funny. I have nothing in common with any of them, but I think all three of them are hilarious. Well, can we ever get back to that, you think? Nah, nah. No? Nope. Damn it. Yeah. It's not. Social media also ruined all of this. Yes, they did. Remember nine years ago, Adrian, I said on the radio on KQRS, this is going to destroy the world. Yep. And that's why I love Chappelle so much. Like yep. He saw it coming. He stopped people from bringing their phones to shows yeah, yep. years ago. And I tell you what, because you know what? I've, I've, I've been touring with Donnell now, and uh, we always hear people say, you know, the, they tell people, you know, no recording, no, none of this. And there's not a night I've been on stage where I haven't seen somebody's light going the whole time. Yeah, I suppose. You know what I mean? So it's just, I, I, I get it. Um, but those days are over. That's why they call them the good old days. I tell you, is there a funnier bit than the blind white supremacist? Is there anything oh, funnier man. than that ever in oh, history? Was it Clarence? Clayton Clayton Bigby. Clayton Bigby. That's what it is. Clayton Bigby. Oh, my God. I got to be honest. I watched that the other night, and I was just like, like now you almost feel like you're watching something like you really shouldn't be watching. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. But man, Adrian, is that funny? God, it's funny. Oh, it's and man, I think, he, was, he was he was ahead of his time, man. Yeah, he, he was. was and it was biting I hate you guys, but I gotta run. I gotta. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Get the work done. Okay, let me say this again. Laugh Camp Comedy Club in St. Paul, May 27th and 28th at 7 p.m. Chase on the Lake in Walker, Minnesota, June 3rd and 4th. Adrian, looking forward to seeing you next time. All right. Okay, they can also find out all the information. Just go to funnymanadrian.com. I have an online store with over 30 merch items and everything. It's been good talking to you guys, man. I can't wait to get in the studio. Have a good one. You too, sir. Thanks very much. Looking forward to seeing you. Adrian Washington, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break. Be right back. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. So, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Tom here for Continuum Weight and Well-Being. Continuum is here, it's new, and they're doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. There are no pills or surgeries. They specialize in customizing meal plans for you using all whole, nutritious foods. They don't just focus on weight loss. They are upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation and find out more today. Go to their website, ContinuumWeightWellbeing.com, or call or text them at 952 952- Four nine one six five two seven. That's Continuum. C O N T I N U U M. 
ContinuumWeightWellbeing.com. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will too. Continuum Weight and Wellbeing, life beyond weight loss mode. I'm going to be thinking about Chappelle the rest of the day. Everything from uh, got his reparations check and went out and bought a semi full of cool cigarettes. <laughs> Oh, the, come on, that's funny, or, Jesus. Or the race draft where the Jews <laughs> <laughs> draft Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz. Oh, God. <laughs> God, that show was a, the Dave Chappelle show. And he watched all those, haven't you, pretty much? I don't know about all of them, but I watched a lot of them. God, that Long show. ago. Oh, and you found that to be very funny as oh, well. yeah. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though. I really don't know if we're ever going to get... The thing that, and I've talked about this before, that, that bothers me about it is that young people now, say 30 and younger, never heard of Christopher Walken, never heard of Rodney Dangerfield. They have no sense of humor at all. I, where are we headed? I, I don't know. I, they, right, they have no sense of humor. No, and, no, and, no, and I think they've lacked their tolerance. They have no no tolerance they have to no tolerance. you know teasing somebody and, and laughing about the foibles of, of groups or individuals. I mean, you you we every group has has weaknesses and yep. things yep. that need to be pointed out as being not good. I agree. Every single group, and it's important to point those out. So we try to get rid of those sort of things and adopt all the positive things in everybody's in everybody's culture. You know, yeah, the black it. culture has this extended neighborhood community. I, I, have a, I, I met a man. He was going to Thanksgiving. He was going to go to Thanksgiving to one of his friends' house. And he was going to go there. He was going to spend the day. And he said, ah, I won't know most of the people there because the people will be coming and going. Hi, how you doing? Happy Thanksgiving. They might have right. a snack, have a drink. Right. And then they go on to maybe the next place. So this, extend, this ex, the idea of extended family, extended neighborhood is a real positive thing. Well, yeah, as a, as a white guy, yeah, maybe I should consider that. Maybe I should understand that. And that's an important part of community and having having a, a sense of place in an area. There you go. You know what's amazing to me, is, and Andy will tell you, is that a lot of Fridays in the summertime, and it's already started, uh, about anywhere between 10 and 15, 16 of my neighbors, we all get together and sit in lawn chairs in somebody's driveway, and they have a glass of wine, and I have my, you know, La Croix, and we just schmooze. We have a wonderful time. You know, my neighbors could not be nicer people. So I don't know what the hell happened. Did I just get lucky? Oh, what a lucky break. I got 12 great neighbors. Yeah, well, they're probably from a different generation. They're yeah. not. They're not... 30 or less. I mean, it, no, they're not. You know, they'd be all be out there on their phones. Boy, there was a woman yesterday that I, all, I, I turned a corner and she, and you know how you, t- you you tend to stay as far right as you can in hallways and all the rest <laughs> yeah. of it? Well, she took it that corner on the left and was looking at her phone. And if I hadn't jumped back, I would have run her right over. She was not even looking where she was going and she was going around the corner way too close to the left side. That's where other people walk there, lady. I don't know if you know that. And she was probably about 25, maybe, something like that. And she, and she would have been bitter towards you because you knocked her over didn't see her coming. Well, I think she would have knocked me over. She was bigger than me. Oh, she, oh wow. So she would have knocked me right on my ass. <laughs> but no, and, and the thing about it was I literally jumped back and said, oh, excuse me. And she didn't even look up. She never looked up for her own. She just kept on walking. Like, what is wrong with you? Are you not human? Yeah, are you, have, have you, are, are, is your, 
Yeah, are you more a machine? You're talk, you only want to talk to that machine. You only want to talk to the phone. You're not a human. You don't have emotions toward other people or care toward other people. Yeah, it's very bizarre. You know? We have Wendy on the phone. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, you know, there are normal people under the age of 30 out there. Good. I think part of, part of the issue is who's raising these people. You know, because yeah, that's true. I've been very careful. I've been very careful about raising our daughter to have a sense of humor. I mean, the unfortunate part is she's got my sense of humor. <laughs> get her in <laughs> trouble some but but it, it really isn't all in how you're raised. You know, I mean, it, and there's a lot of people that really have to quit paying so much attention to what other people think is funny, like on social media. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I think is hilarious oh, that okay. people are like, oh, they're like, ah, oh, you suck. You don't have a sense of humor. It's like, no, I have a really good sense of humor. I mean, as y'all know. As we all but, know, um, yes. Yeah, but it's, you can't be afraid to like something. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. And I think that's what it's come to. You know, what's really unfortunate is I jumped back on Twitter uh, when, when Elon Musk uh, bought it. But I have yet to post mm-hmm. anything. I posted one thing the first day. I just I, – I have no desire to do that anymore because I know people are just – not that they're going to attack – they probably would mm-hmm. attack me. And I don't care about something like that. But I just – it's not my venue, you know. I don't – I like talking. I talk for a right. living, you know. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Well, you're a lot of fun and we're all just like sitting around like, you know, on one of the trips like watching – like we did last time, watching a football game or right. something like that. Right, which, I had to like, you know, I had to listen to you guys talk about football because it's like I know very little about the, about the NHL or the N- NFL. Yes. You know, it's like whatever. I'm more in tune with the NHL. So go wild tonight. Wild tonight. But they're gonna uh, win. You know, sort of. You know, maybe if I don't win, or maybe if I don't watch it, they'll win. I'm one of those weird <laughs> yeah. superstitions. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know it's. I used to have tickets to the North Stars, and I'm just so, back in the day, I'm just so used to being like, you know, like, oh, they're going to do it, they're going to do it, and then, ah, oh, they're going to screw me over again. That's, I know but how that, that I feels. A, I have a friend that's a big fan of Dallas, and she texted me last night, and she's like, well, you can take that a-hole back. And I'm like, who are you talking about? And it was, um, oh, God. Who did we send down there? Uh, one of the two big, I can't remember, I'm drawing a blank right now, but one of the guys that was drawing a lot of money that wasn't producing that we let go, one of the two big contracts. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, you can have him back. He sucks. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Who was that? That was and Zach Parisi like, and who was the other one? Parisi. Zach Parisi and there was another one. No, it wasn't. Remember. It wasn't per- it wasn't Parisi she was talking about. It was the other one. The other one, yeah. But I can't remember who it was. Yeah, and she was like, "No, me neither." I'm drawing a blank because you know you kind of shut out those horrible memories. But but yeah, she's like, she's a huge. She lives in Chicago, but she's like, she calls it bipolar hockey because she loves the Hawks and the Stars, you know, yeah, equally, sure. equally. Yep. And she's like. Yeah, I hate that guy. You guys, you guys can have that. Officer a, Dave says Ryan Souter. Back. Ryan Souter, is that right? That's that's the one. That's the one. And she said it. She says, yeah, you can have him back. I'm like, <laughs> mm, no, you can keep him. 
Oh, I like God. the team we have now. We just uh, we just have to find the money to keep Kevin Fiala, and we're good. Well, I'm glad you do like the hockey team. The hockey team has got to win. That's all I'm saying. I like the ownership, well, yeah, by the way. Seen. I mean, well, me too. And but you know, the hockey guys, as I've observed over many years, they tend to be the most um, really down to earth. With the exception of a couple, Mike Madonna, um, with the exception of a couple, they tend to be the most down-to-earth, normal, just friendly, good sense of humor guys, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only a few that are, like, real jerks. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, more often than not. But, yeah, it's, yeah, you guys don't know, I think you're paying too much attention to people on social media that, oh, they hate this and they hate that. They hate everything, the ones yeah. that are out there, there, yeah, there are a lot of us out there that we really like a lot of stuff. Yep. Things are funny. It's just we don't have the deep-rooted, surging need to be paid attention to, you know? Yeah. I mean, if I post something on Facebook, it's because I baked something or I'm gardening or... You know, as a sunny meme, I don't put those out there so everybody will go, oh, my God, we have to like you. We really have to like you. It's like, no, you know, if you like what I you like, what I like, great. If you don't like what I have, then just shut up and don't comment on it. But here's what I understand. My, uh, my Facebook. Why do they care so much what I like? My Facebook page is a fiefdom uh, because they... They see you as being successful, and a lot of times they are not successful. And there is a driving hatred within, you know, their being, but they're so jealous that they have to express it with hate. Isn't that just sad? Look, I'd like to be Elon Musk, too, but I'm not, so I'll get over it. Well, heck, well, who want to be Elon Musk, too? His kids' names, seriously? No, I just meant the quarter of a billion part. <clears throat> or a quarter of a tr- yeah, trillion, excuse me. Quarter of a trillion, yeah. Quarter of a trillion, I meant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I can handle that. I would, uh, yeah. but I'm a girl with, you know, simple needs. Man, I got really excited because my husband built me another raised garden bed for Mother's Day. Oh, I get see? one every year and I love it. That's very nice. Yeah. And since I'm getting old, it's at waist level, so I don't have to bend down. There you go. Oh, but speaking okay. of Elon Musk, by the way, I said his name and a, a, a story popped up. Elon Musk, yes, I would lift Trump's Twitter band. A band, excuse me. He's you know, going so to. And who, and who cares? You no, know I what know, I mean? I, know, I, agree. I agree. It's like, why do you it's care about like, this? Yeah. People care about that because they lead sad lives where they feel like they're failures because they haven't. They've been sucked in by the whole, those people that say that they're influencers, you know, all they show is the bright and shiny, expensive, you know, I have this, look at me, I'm like this, and they're sad because they don't have it, not really realizing that these influencers, they really don't have all that good stuff. They just show the stuff that they think other people want to see that makes them look rich. It's it's a constant one-up thing. And people just need to realize it's okay to be quote-unquote normal and live your life just as a nice person. And, you know, if you think something's funny, even if it's horrible, um, just, you know, laugh to yourself if it's really bad. But, 
you know, I mean, I grew up liking Andrew Dice Clay and Eddie Murphy and right, at that particular right. time of their careers. I thought they were funny, but I didn't believe everything they said. Well, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, we saw John Mulaney a few weeks ago when he was here. Kate, uh, my daughter wanted to go because he's her favorite comedian. Mm-hmm. And he said something that I thought was quite pivotal. <laughs> he said, yeah, a lot of people were saying stuff on uh, Twitter about me, you know, how horrible because they had to go to... You know, I fell back into drug addiction and had to go to rehab. And he says, people just expect me to be, they keep forgetting on stage. It's the persona. It right. may not be who I really am. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it, the whole thing is just too bad. I hope we snap out of it. And uh, mm. I don't know. No, I just thought you needed, che- I thought you needed cheering up today. You sounded like you were getting sad. No, you know, Catherine's out of town. What the hell? I I hate it. Uh, Well, see, Catherine's out of town, and, you know, I was talking to Alex the other day, and it sounded like they were having illness in their house. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, like like you yesterday, you were negative for strep, correct? Yeah, I just, basically, it's an allergy thing. Whatever is budding or sprouting right now is just... It's making my throat all scratch. Yeah, I can hear a little bit of it again today. I, it comes around. Yeah, you and me, you and me both, Mister. Mm-hmm, me too. All right, we'll I behave. Figure out what it was. Hey, I always behave. That's you know true. that. All right. Well, <laughs> we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay. Feel better today. You're, Thanks. You're, you're good. I am good. Yes, I am Bye. good. Wendy, Wendy, <laughs> Wendy, calling in, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's another primary day in America, and much of the attention is, again, focused on a man whose name is not on any ballot, Donald Trump, candidates bla- uh, backed by the former president, notably Ohio Senate hopeful J.D. Vance, did well in last week's primaries in Ohio and Indiana, notes NPR. On Tuesday, the Trump seal of that's today, of course, <clears throat> the Trump seal of approval will be particularly uh, taste, uh, tested in two races. In Nebraska, Trump has backed businessman Charles Herbster in the GOP primary for governor. However, ABC News reports that most Republican establishment figures in the state, including outgoing Governor Pete Ricketts, are backing a different businessman, Jim Pillen. A third candidate, Brett Lindstrom, also is in the race. Herbster has made headlines because eight women have accused him of sexual assault. Not one, not two, but eight, including State Senator Julie Slama. He denies the allegations. The race is close. And David Siders of Politico notes that Nebraska is the first place we might see Trump take a hit this year. Why would you back someone who's been accused of eight sexual assaults? Who knows? Why would you believe them without any proof? Well, that's, but at eight, that's a pretty big number. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a concerted effort to destroy someone's life. You're going to get a big well, number. That's true. That is true. I just don't believe any allegations of anything without proof anymore. I Everything don't is so you. easily manipulated. Yep. I just don't believe anyone. Yes. So accusations by fiat. That, that, exactly. So as soon, as soon as someone says the word, it's true. And that's, that's yeah. not yep. the way the justice system is. And we've no due process. Uh, Trump has also endorsed Representative Alex Mooney in his race for a House seat against fellow Republican uh, David McKinley. Reports 538, the uh, state lost a House seat in redistricting, setting up its incumbent versus incumbent contest. Uh, McKinley has been backed by Senator, uh, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin and GOP Governor Jim Justice. One key issue, Mooney voted against President Biden's infrastructure bill, while McKinley was one of only 13 Republicans to vote for it, per ABC. Uh, that uh, vote helped McKinley win the support of Manchin, but lose the support of Trump. So what do you think about that? 
Well, it's, it sounds to me like Trump's a little bitter about some things. It kind of does, doesn't it? You know, man, you just got to take it as a whole. And I don't see why he jumped. Why is he? Why is he putting any effort into talking about these races where there's two Republicans? It, it makes no sense. I well, agree. You know, what's the point? It, it's gonna, it's gonna play out. Let it play out. Well, then stick your nose and stuff. I'm former president. I don't know. I don't. And was Obama doing this? Is he you know, in, endorsing people and doing that sort of stuff? Uh, God, I don't know. I probably, but I haven't heard a word about it. Uh, you know, he just basically is. I don't see much of him anymore. Baron is his wife. There's somebody playing his wife. Viola Davis, I think, is playing his wife in some new TV show or movie or some damn thing, and. I don't know. I, like I said, I went back, starting with uh, 46, Joe Biden, went backwards until I found a president that I liked. I finally got to George uh, Washington, but he wasn't elected. He was uh, placed in office. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. I don't li- If you want to be president, you're not my kind of guy. No. no I mean, it's just how it is. You're an actor and a poser to a certain extent, and that's it. Yep. Uh, no question about it. Now, here's a real person. Now, if this woman ran for president, I'd vote for her. Love for Taco Bell has just reached new heights for Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dolly Parton. Don't you? I mean, she's just such a sweetheart, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, she's a sweetheart, yeah. She, she really is. And she got Pastor Porter Wagner kind of. Uh, yeah, the Porter Wagner. Yeah, the kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. She was close, close friends with him. Country music icon will star in TikTok production about fast food chains revived Mexican pizza. <laughs> she's going to do a song about Mexican pizza. Good. Never did we think we'd be writing Dolly Parton, Taco Bell's Mexican pizza, and TikTok and musical in one sentence, but here we are explaining just exactly how all those words are coming together on the heels of an announcement the fast food chain is bringing back its much-beloved menu. The new Country Music Hall of Fame inductee revealed Monday she'll be starring in Mexican Pizza the Musical, which is a satire based on the true story of the Internet losing its mind after Taco Bell yanked the dish from its menu in 2020. Remember when people, they did, they, they took Mexican pizza away and people went psychotic. It's like, well, just flatten out the taco and it's a Mexican pizza. Calm I, down. I know. But I, social media has no life. No. They have no life. They have no sense of what's this important and what isn't important. Uh, and what if they pull the McRib? Oh, my. Oh, the world's oh you can't end. have the McRib anymore. Yeah. There'll be none they, of that. They, none of that. Uh, social media is just is such a, uh, a negative driver. It just is just awful if you're involved with it heavily you're you're in a spiral down it is not good it's true there's no doubt about that ladies and gentlemen this is a very sad deal bbc host heartbreaking post we have tried everything deborah james notes her active care has stopped in treating her bowel cancer importantly apparently she's not going to make the cut that's too bad because uh very, very deborah james cannot be over what about 35 maybe how Mm -hmm. old is she she doesn't look very old. I know that. I, I'm trying to find. Oh, she's 40. There you go. Oh, and she's. Oh man. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that's not good at all. I mean, you're 40 and you look like you're 35 and you got bowel cancer and it just ain't gonna work, man. That's. It ain't good. I. Uh, now that is not particularly a painful cancer because the bowel. Oh yeah, it can oh, it be. Depends, can on, it, oh, depends can it on where it metastasizes too. I think it metastasizes to the liver, uh, liver, Ooh, yeah, and lo- liver and lung. I have to think that yeah, it should be liver. Uh, that's where the main drainage and blood flow mm-hmm. is. But so it can get everywhere, and it's not. It's not. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where. I don't think it gets bone. 
involvement or things like that. No. But in the late yeah, stages, it can be. Yeah, and then that'll be that, basically. Yeah, but still, it's just, you know, man, 40 years old. 40 and yeah. looked like you're 35. She looks phenomenal, but uh, that ain't good, man. That's all I have to say. Man. That's just not good. Oh, yeah, check that. No, check that stool for some blood once in a while. Is that the that's the indicator? Yeah, well, that, when you're young like that, that's be one of the early indicators, and that, it, it, you could still have relatively advanced disease, you know. But it, it can show up even with a polyp, you know. If you get a little blood in your stool, you know, and, and you yeah, know, like two tests, man, right you need to, you need that colonoscopy. You know, take a look, take a look. Okay, I got to ask both of you and all of our listeners. This headline just popped up on my screen. Is the tech bubble bursting? Leading companies have lost $1 trillion in three days, reports CNBC. A trillion dollars in three days? Mm. So what's that all about? Man, is it a trillion dollars? A trillion. Well, soaring tech stocks hit all kinds of milestones as they led a market resurgence. Now comes a milestone of the opposite variety. CNBC reports the biggest companies in the sector have lost a combined $1 trillion in value in just the last three days of trading. Apple has fared the worst, down $220 billion. But other big names are not far behind. Tesla, $199. Uh, Microsoft, $189 billion. Amazon, $173 billion. Facebook parent company Meta shared, uh, shed $70 billion. The overall market is reflected in the Dow. And the benchmark S&P 500 also has seen steep losses in the wake of the Fed's decision to aggressively jack interest rates. They are going to destroy our economy if they don't stop. And they're gonna, we're going to get – we're heading for the – Tri- the tri- triple threat, you know, the triple threat, double-digit inflation, double-digit interest rates, and double-digit unemployment. Wait and Goodbye. see. Here we go. How long is this one going to last? Who knows? Who knows? What, the last one was five years? Isn't that what just wonderful? Five? I'm literally teetering on the brink of retiring in the next couple of years, and the economy's probably going to collapse that day. That's right. <laughs> oh, Bomb's going to fall out. All right. Hell of a show today, folks. I thought you guys did a hell of a job. We'll schmooze tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Doc. Talk to you tomorrow with the family.